0: Ever seen a lame man
1: walk? never heard a dumb man talk? Never seen a blind man see? I promise you a change is Ever seen a cancelled death? never seen all the poor get fed? Ever seen a prisoner set free? I promise you a change is same. Find a home. Seen the weak? Find the hey everybody! Hey, it is time. It's about that time to break forth with the rhythm and the rhyme. I'm here to move you, rhymes to groove you, and I don't anyway. Whatever the rest, Marky Mark said. I'm bigger T, and I'm joined by my man with the fresh haircut. Yeah, Clint Shannon Clark, Clint. It's Taco Tuesday when we're recording this, but it's also No Hat Day for us. Look at it! <laughs> wow. what I was wearing a hat. I know. I did. We didn't
0: even plan it out. It's kind of like Blue Shirt Day.
1: That's right. It just happens sometimes. Well, you know.
0: First off, I did this experiment with my facial hair, and I hate it.
1: Yeah, it looks- I don't
0: like it at all. It don't look good on me. And I'm arguing. And I almost, almost shaved it right before we got on. How much I hate it.
1: It uh, sort of looked like prison, Clint. Just to be honest. Yeah, I do. I do look like Prison Clint. Yeah. And like, then, like, like, you've been in the hole for a couple of days. You yeah. know? And
0: then I get here and I'm like, okay. And I, I'm wearing my work uniform. And I'm like, okay. I don't want obviously I don't want to do the podcast in that. So I go to my closet and I'm looking. I'm like, okay, what well, looks good? What well, looks good? I own so many shirts and I wear like five of them.
1: That's right. That's what will that's I like, give
0: you any of them away? Absolutely not.
1: That's right. So, I rotate about six shirts. Yeah. That's
0: all I wear. And I'm like, "Is an Arkansas Tech tank top kind of day.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what day is not? What, what happened? Oh, did I, dude, the chair, the chair like
0: broke back. And then my knees hit the thing. And I think I turned off my lamp. I don't know. Listen what here, happened. Lane
1: Frost. Don't let it buck you, buddy.
0: Yeah, I don't know don't what just let happened. let him right. buck oh. you. I got. Okay, okay boys.
1: Okay, okay, boys. There we
0: go. I think we're safe. All right. You safe? You think, all right. Yeah, the lamp's still not on, but we're just gonna I'm alive. That's all that matters, right? You guys, I don't know if you've ever seen a 46-year-old man about poop his britches on <laughs> a live podcast or heard of it, but that's what
1: just about happened. Well, that's the second time that's happened for you on this podcast. So we're
0: there we go. I just had to turn it back on. There we go. All
1: right.
0: So so me and the you know. Me bought a new house and we're getting settled in. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so, so first off, what do you think of the color of this background? Like Anna hates it, hates hates the gray because the house is painted this gray.
1: For those of y'all listening, it's just kind of it's a like a dark gray, sort of almost dark gray. I love it. I like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a dark gray, navy blue type of guy. You know what and I mean? You
0: know, my, now, what we did to lighten up the house, we did paint the kitchen yellow. Oh, that's bright. So, yeah, you, so you have a bright yellow when you walk in. It kind of balances it out. Yeah, yeah. And I I didn't even go to design school, Travis. I My class is self-taught.
1: Did you have home ec in Greenbar High? I did have home ec, home ec, home ec. You remember... Uh... For the Senior Project, Sewing Project, in Home Ec, I made some. And I think your mom made you some of them, too, because I was having some. But those Elvis boxers, Elvis shorts. Oh, yeah. No, I did. They were – or you may have – your mom may have made you some, and I decided – My mom made
0: me some. I had some. My mom had made me some, and then you made some. And I think you ended up giving them to me, but, like, the back was, like, way down low. Yeah. Like, (laughs) uh,
1: the I had the wear- normal length and the back was like Daisy Duke link <laughs> Like and you like I had to wear them around school, you know, like after you made them. And so like I'm I'm like showing everybody butt cheek, man. <laughs> it, is, it was bad. Sure. So, they were, but yeah. they were like a sky blue. Yeah,
0: though, they had they were blue. little
1: elvises and little uh if some material Walmart had or whatever. And of course, yeah. me and you being the Elvis fans that we are, we uh uh we were cool to have those. So anyway. Listen,
0: one more thing my wife did, and I, I told her I it looks dumb. I don't even like it in the background not turned on. So I'm gonna show this to you. I told her I said I'm gonna talk about this on the podcast because here we go. Wow like it doesn't
1: go does it like it's out of place yeah it uh because it looks i mean to be honest with you the background okay clint's background folks has an american flag full-size american flag full-size arkansas flag a razorback clock a bookshelf with books and stuff on it feminist
0: propaganda feminist
1: propaganda that thankfully we can't read um but then he just turned on a light in front of the American flag that's like almost a Christmas light looking thing. Yeah. It's got uh like some reds and some blues in it is what I'm seeing uh through the computer here. So I just think, I mean, it makes it look like a party atmosphere on that side. It does. It's like and the rest of it like looks like mullet of rooms. The rest of it looks professional.
0: Business in the front.
1: That's right. It's the, it's the it's mullet the, of room. It's
0: the mullet of room. I'm leaving it on now. It's the mullet background. <laughs> I was gonna unplug it because I probably still yeah. will be bugging me. But it's the mullet of but room. Now that we came up with a cool name for it, <laughs> the, the, the mullet room. The mullet room. Coming to you live from mullet studio. <sighs> I did pay my steps on like forty bucks to keep a mullet for like a month. Yeah. Nice. And then Paul paid him, like, another 40 to keep it another month. So Nice. Because so a mullet is not just a hairstyle. It's a lifestyle. Nice. You know, Travis, man, so, you know, I bought Another thing about buying this new house is I'm taking a different way to work. So, I'm driving through Wooster every day. Oh, lovely, lovely place. So I, come, I come to the four-way stop. And it's just I'm Boyd Greenboro altogether. Yeah. So, it's nice because I was told you about my new rep. I don't know who we need to talk about. I don't know if we need to talk to our friend Bob Stubbs, who's on the city council. I don't know if we need to talk to Asa, if we need to have Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Chris Jones debate about it. I don't know what the answer is. But we have to make the Wooster store an historical monument. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's just... It's like they're they're letting the building rot. It's it's like Wooster Grocery is just they're letting the building rot. It needs to be preserved.
1: Look, yeah, you know you know how many chicken loaf sandwiches I got out of that place growing up. How many mini muffins and and Mountain Dews I got on the way to school in the morning, and bags of candy that I would bubble gum and stuff that I would sell to make money at school in junior high and fireballs. I mean, yeah, that, that place needs to be. Uh, I mean, I'll tell i tell you what, what, what I need to do, Clint. Here, Here's my yeah. plan. Okay, good. I'm just going to up and move up there and fulfill my destiny. I think you should. I'm going to run for mayor of Wooster. You've always said I should. You should. This is the best idea I've ever heard. You've always said I was trying to back in the day when I would stay around talking to people forever. <laughs> I just need to move back up there, run for mayor of Worcester. That's my destiny. God has ordained it long ago. You prophesied about it. I have. Days of old. That's just what I need to do. I just need to get my stuff together and just go be the mayor of Worcester. So, now,
0: now, real real talk, because I I always tease you about running for office. When's the last time you went to a gathering of less than a 1,000 people? And ran, did not run into somebody you knew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I run into people I know everywhere. Yeah,
0: I mean, you really do.
1: You know the craziest story about that ever, Clint? I got to tell you this real quick. Okay, here. go ahead. We were on a mission trip up to Sykeston, Missouri. Okay, which is, um, and we, we took this old lady with us with the church. And she, we wanted her to go. because She was a wonderful lady. She just, and she was funny and everything. And she liked to do nursing home stuff. And so we would go into nursing homes and like sing hymns with them, the people and give them cake, ice cream and soda pop. Cause Hey, they're almost going to die. Let's give them unhealthy stuff. Right. So we go up there and we're in this nursing home in Sykeston, Missouri. And We're giving the people their cake and ice cream and everything. And then this one lady that works there said, we have some that couldn't leave their room. Would y'all like to take some to them? Because we had plenty of cake left over. And so me and this lady, she's like, she was like 88 years old at this time or something like that. And she was, she's like six, two. She's really sweet lady named Mary Margaret.
0: Yeah.
1: Me and her start taking this, I'm pushing this cart. And we go in the first room. And this lady's in there and we give her some, put some cake and ice cream on her little table thing and uh, ask her what kind of drink she wants. And she said, where are y'all from? I said, we're from Arkansas. She said, well, I'm from Arkansas. I said, whereabouts? She said, well, she said, I'm from Scotland, Arkansas. Well, Scotland's up by Clinton. Right. Yeah. And it's actually on the real close to where, my grandparents on my mom's side live In fact, my mom used to go hang out in Scotland when she was a kid and stuff right and that's where like my uncle lives close to Scotland anything so I'm like okay so we're gonna know some same the same people so I first asked her if she knew my grandpa on my mom's side she didn't know him at first and then I said I asked her if she knew my dad she didn't know my dad at first And then I said, well, do you know Garner Johnson, which was my grandpa on my dad's side? She said, my sister married Garner Johnson. This was my step-grandmother's sister. Oh, wow. And I randomly ran into her, like, at a nursing home in Sykeston, Missouri. I just happened to be in her room. Isn't that nuts?
0: That is crazy. No, it, it is amazing. And you I mean, we go these weird places. Like I've been doing jiu jitsu for a while. So it's kind of like you go into a religious thing. Yeah. Uh, but like I'm like, I don't consider myself that well known. But like literally, I was being stopped like every five seconds, like, hey, Clint, how you doing? Yeah. Like it's just like it's just it's weird. Maybe it's I think, because I think everybody
1: just remembers the fat guy.
0: <laughs> like, Hey, I saw that fat guy get his butt kicked yeah. once. <laughs>
1: well, it's like an OBU. I could have ran for any office at OBU under yeah. Big T. Right. I yeah. know who Travis Johnson was. Yeah. if you said Big T, he's always at in intramurals. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Clint, all right, let's get to let's get to business, right? Oh, get, get We gotta get to brass tacks. We got a holy snikies. It's pretty how much difficult.
0: was it? You know my younger days I pro wrestled some. And and and, and you do these independent shows with um you know Tommy Rich and stuff like that, and the little kid inside of you would die every time. Yeah, every time you'd meet one of your heroes, and then because you who who was my favorite player when we were kids? Brett Favre. I loved Brett Favre yeah. and uh, basically, and I don't have all the details, but it looks bad. It looks really, really bad. Um, he was—he knew what he might have been doing was illegal. They were diverting funds from welfare from poor people that need the money in Mississippi, um, the you know,
1: poorest state in
0: the, the poorest state. Yeah. And, And so it was going to those people in need. And he was diverting millions of dollars to his thing. And like he was using like it for a volleyball stadium.
1: Well, Uh, I did look up some details on it, Clint. Go go ahead, Big T. Part of the money went to him for speech speech engagements that he never grappled up for. Okay. So he got paid for them, but he never showed up and gave the speeches. Now he's given that money back. Supposedly he also got money for a volleyball facility at Southern miss where his daughter was playing volleyball out of that welfare money. And then his other connection to it was he was trying to get money out of it for an indoor practice facility for Southern miss when they were trying to recruit Deion Sanders son to play quarterback for him. Yeah. Now, you know, there's another – I think there's another famous person involved in this too. It's the million-dollar
0: man, Ted DiBiase's
1: son, Ted DiBiase Jr. Now, I don't know what his connection is. I didn't look it up. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's him and Brett. I think it's both his boys who
1: wrestled in WWE for a little bit. So, Clint, my question is, right now, Brett Favre has been scrubbed off everything he does. Yeah, he he was on a radio show up in Wisconsin. He's no longer on it. Uh, he did some other podcast things here and there that he had regular gigs on. No more, right? How scarred is he now? He, he he's done. He
0: he's done. I mean, he you don't get much lower than what he
1: did, and he may serve time. Yeah, they still haven't gone to the legal things with him. They're, you know. Yeah. Now, and to be fair, I guess to be fair, he's saying that he didn't know where the money was coming from. He was just using the some money that some government officials was offering.
0: Right. He he did, the, but apparently our text message is saying, like, he knew what he might have been doing was illegal.
1: However, there's some, yeah, exactly. There may be some things so, out there. That
0: but, but regardless, Brett Favre's done. I mean, he's not going to get – and you'd hard you be hard-pressed to find a bigger Brett Favre fan than I was because he's my favorite player. I love the way he played the game. Yeah. I hated it whenever, you know, the the Packers got divorced. It's like Brett Favre got me in the divorce. Yeah. Um, but you want to look at the way Aaron Rodgers played – uh, maybe it's all the mushrooms he's on, but you know yeah. it makes the they they're looking smart for it. No, he's done. He he he's, you know, if anyone's ever deserved to truly get canceled, it's him for this. You yeah. just it just it's it, it's despicable. But on a lighter note, um, something, another quarterback had a big thing. Have you seen Chad Powers?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Eli Manning as Chad Powers, folks. If you haven't seen that video yet, which most of you probably have, it's been out a few weeks. So if you're a sports fan, you've probably watched it. But just in case, if you haven't, Eli Manning puts on makeup and goes as a walk on a walk-on tryout to Penn State as Chad Powers and uh um runs the 40 um in a blistering five four.
0: Um, five four nine. It, it was. It was. It was all a bit of a five five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was really funny. It was really good. So if you get a chance to look it up, um, it's. Yep. Uh, you know, of course he throws the ball wonderfully. And yeah. Yeah. The great the,
0: the, the, footwork. The Anna's over there. They want to sign this Chad Powers guy. Yeah. I see something in him. Yeah. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's over there. Yeah. he's and run, think fast, run fast, think fast, run fast. Said he hadn't run the 40s since he was a freshman at Ole Miss. Yeah, <laughs> like that's great. That message like, you like, at what point do you stop running the 40?
1: Yeah. Like, we
0: were doing it every year, but I mean, you got to think the running backs and everybody's testing their 40. They just look at Elango, like, oh, don't worry about it. When you can throw the ball, yeah,
1: doesn't matter. Well, Clint, yeah. uh. Go ahead. Well, Big C, Bigger T podcast has been having big things happen, and last week, right. didn't get a chance to watch it, you need to go back and watch and listen, Jordan Dominick, uh the second leading sacker in the SEC, second on the Razorbacks also, um, great interview with him, we had a great time talking to him, he, uh, he stayed longer than we had asked him to stay, and then we quit recording and he kept talking after that yeah and, uh, just a great time with him and uh, we
0: were on the phone with him a good bit before we came on because he was late getting out of practice and he wanted to he wanted to be sure that we knew he wasn't flaking on us that's right so jumped he, started, he was actually in his car driving
1: yeah just a good kid just a real good guy so if you you know I know the last couple of weeks have been tough for the Hogs, but if you want a good reason to root for these kids, watch or listen to that podcast. And then tonight, Clint, we were going to, we, you know, we uh, the other day, a couple of days ago after the Alabama game, I get a message that says, hey, man, when am I coming back on uh, so we can talk about this or something like that? And uh, it was none other than big O, Oliver Miller. He was wanting to come back on with us tonight. And uh, we were going to make that happen. But he messaged me this afternoon and said that he had an emergency come up and wasn't able to tonight. So we're going to reschedule that one. So we're going to get his, uh, his take on how the football season's going. And then uh, right now, Clint, it looks like we're going to have Christopher Pooh Paul. I didn't know if you wanted to give it away because you always seem shaky about it.
0: But
1: Well, he's – I think we've got it confirmed, so we'll see. But uh, on uh, the 17th is when we're going to interview him, so we'll have it out that night uh, or early the next the, the next morning. Um, so we're excited about that. He's a – if you don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, an Alabama game on the onside kick, the guy that made the sweet hit right as the kicker catches the ball that was Pooh paul okay um he is a he's he's next up in that linebacker room he's already getting a lot of playing time making a lot of tackles uh but he's got two good ones in front of him and he's still getting a lot of playing time
0: well you know and and they like to keep uh, like a three-man rotation in there although yeah. he's He's been playing a lot. He's been that third man, yeah. obviously. Um, obviously, are Bumper, and you know, and you got Sanders, yeah. but they're both going to be gone next year. This is Bumper's COVID year. Um, yeah. And I, and I do, I think he had. I think by the time they play um, BYU, by the end of the BYU game, I think Bumper's going to be the all-time leading tackler yeah. in Arkansas. I think he might even with a huge game, he may break it this week. But it's going to be a huge game. Um, so but he he's there. um so, so
1: thats it being said, we got a, we didn't get a chance really to talk much about the A&M game last week, yeah, so well, I ask you, are you panicking yet, Travis? Mm, I'm disappointed, but I'm not panicking, yeah,
0: well, the thing is i I don't think a and is good. As 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 they were built to be in the preseason, um, but if you look at it going into the going into the season, everybody told you what's the two toughest games on the schedule.
1: A and M and Bama. A yeah. and M and
0: Bama. Uh, obviously, I don't. I think A and not going to be that good. Yeah, um, a lot of it is they haven't figured out the quarterback situation. Um, then Alabama's just Alabama. I mean, it's just it, – there's just – they it just kind of was a reminder. It's kind of like the Georgia game last year. Like, we just weren't on that level. Yeah. That's probably your national champions. Then they just, you know. So, I'm not panicking, but I am concerned. And yeah. it, it most the, – the, the, the thing I'm most concerned about is this team's psyche.
1: Mm.
0: Because there's a lot of chirping going on for the fans a lot. People are comparing Chad – a lot of people were comparing Sam Pittman to Belima. People were even comparing him to Chad Morris after that. Yeah. You got within five of Alabama in the third quarter, and it just got away from them. Yeah. And and I want to tell you, on that, the play that really broke the game was, I think – and I'm going – I'm going, I'm going to, I'm jumping to Alabama, so I apologize, but I'm rolling, so let's go with it. The, 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 when it broke open, um, was that big run by, by the quarterback, the second string quarterback. That's yeah. when it broke open because you're within five, all the momentum's going Arkansas's way. Bumper pool, senior linebacker, about to be the all time leading tackler, is, is a spy and just misses the tout.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's taking a – you know, there was – I was listening to the buzz this morning, and uh, there were people calling in because Sterling on the buzz, you know, makes those radio spots for um, – it's not Big Red, but the other one, Double B's, yeah. uh, gas stations or whatever, convenience stores. And uh, in his spot, he called out Bumper Pool by name on that play. But here's the thing, folks. Yes, Bumper Pool missed that tackle. Yeah, oh yeah. However, on the on any play like that, he bumper pool plays linebacker. There should be a safety or a cornerback behind him also there. And they wasn't even in the screen. They were not anywhere close to that run. Yeah they were chasing him down from behind. Okay. Uh, so to blame it all on bumper because he missed the tackle um, is not right. No it but, all bumpers fault. Now it was not. And that wasn't trying
0: to point out bumper, but no, I'm just, I know saying, you wasn't uh, I'm what wasn't I'm
1: coming around to, to say. Clear. I'm trying to make that clear because people need to realize, um, you know, on a play like that, it's there's other people supposed to be there. If a guy misses, because even if you're the spy, there's a good chance you're not as athletic as the guy you're spying. Uh, You know, if you're a linebacker spying on a quarterback, you know, there's a lot of times where that quarterback's going to be more athletic than you. And so you're going to have to, you're going to have to depend on, you know, you're sometimes all you got to do is you slow them down for the safety to get there to help you. And he did, you know, at least make him have to move, you know, to slow him down a little bit. And there was no one there to help bump. No, and there, and there wasn't. But
0: after, the game was over after that play. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Dominic got held in face mask on the play. Yeah. I mean, but refs are going to miss that. Yeah, I know it, it wasn't a Bama call. Refs are just gonna miss that sometimes. It it happens. But they had they they made the right call. The the defensive call was right. Yeah. It, it really was. He had the right defense call. It just their athlete out athleted your athlete. Yeah. It's just what happened. The week before, you know, you're talking about the KJ touchdown where it gets knocked out returned. Mm-hmm. The game wasn't over after that, but if he would have scored that touchdown, I think the game would have been over. Yeah. So – Yeah, you're right. You shouldn't panic because you're two plays really from having different stories against the preseason number six and number one. Yeah. The other games, maybe not Missouri State, but the other games you did what you're supposed to do. So I'm not – panicking, yeah, you're not going to win the SEC West. No. Um but you can realistically still finish second.
1: Yeah, it's you know, the biggest concerns I have are is is our past defense,
0: yeah,
1: and us missing those runs. You know, that I mean, you know, those letting those big runs get away on us. Yeah. You know, that to me, that's the biggest uh, thing I'm concerned about. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, that does concern me against Mississippi state, you know, against Mississippi state, you know, what's our pass defense going to look like against them? You know, our, our safeties, our safety is going to be nowhere to be found back there. Again, um, we got to figure that out. And I know we got injuries. Yeah. That, you know, we got our three best defensive backs are injured, you know, and out. Um, against Alabama, I don't know what Slusher was doing in there. You know, he gave up those two big passes, he shouldn't have been in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he was limping around, and I don't know if it was him not being honest with the coaches about his injury and saying he could go, or if, or what.
0: Or if they thought a one-legged slusher was their best option.
1: That's true. very true. I
0: mean, but it, it's, yeah, I mean, the the injuries to the secondary hurt. I mean, they really do. Um, man, it just, it's, it's amazing how some of the fans have really turned to me. Because, it, it, like I said, those were your two losses. And a lot of people had those down as L's before the season. Yeah. Um. And the neither one of I mean the Bama game got away from you in the fourth quarter. Yeah, realistically, here's what you could be looking at. There's a good chance that come the end of the season that Ole Miss is rolling in eight and one, nine and one, and that Arkansas is rolling in you know with two losses. Mm. That Arkansas Ole Miss game, if 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 we fix it, this is what I'm just saying. These kids have to play for. There's new year six is not out of the possibility, not out of the realm of possibility, not at all. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still a lot to play for. If that's Pittman, that's what I'm telling the guys.
1: But we got and to. Be I ready. think you had to believe that. But Clint, let's let's talk about this. What, what can we do this week? What are they working on? What are the what's what's the things you have to do this week for Mississippi State? Because we got a good Mississippi State team, we're facing this week. Right. This is not a. Um, this is not a. You know, this is a good team. Uh, uh, Leach has has got a good squad. He does not. A, they're always going to be able to pass. Okay, but they got a little bit of a running game right now too. Yeah. They have a quarterback that our pass rush is probably not going to be able to rattle. Uh, he's 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 experienced, he's poised. he's gonna be hard to rattle. So what do you do with the problem with the health issues we have what do you what do you work on this week that can bring about real changes for this game?
0: What you want to do number one, is you want to control the ball. You you want to control it on offense. You want to establish a run. You want to run the ball. You don't want to give. You want to keep Will Rogers on the bench as much as you can. That's that's the real the real real realistic part of the situation. The other thing is you got to get the pressure on them, and you got to do it with coverage. You're I think you I think you need to run similar to what they ran in the past, but drop the shell. I you know, know, drop let let them. You know, maybe keep. Bumper and and uh, Sanders more in the middle of the field. But, you know, really you got to – I think you need to run the three-man front. And you've got to get pressure with those three guys. That's what you got to do. I mean, just – And I'll be point. honest
1: with you, I like, our, I like our ability to do that this year even better than last year. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, to me, with the guys we have, I think we got some guys, you know, with Landon Jackson – with Jordan Dominic, with Zach Williams, with uh, uh, and then the the guys inside, I th- I think we got some good pass rushers.
0: Yeah, no Isaiah Niffles, Terry Hampton, mm. but that's what I I think if if I'm calling, I'm gonna run pretty much the same thing I ran against them the first year we played. I'm gonna run something very similar, and then I'm just gonna gamble that my defensive line can get some pressure and then I may have a couple of blitzes and stuff in my back pocket that I may bring out later on. But for the most part, that's that's the way I think they should play it.
1: Well, I'm going to break it down a little more to the base level. Okay, you talked about more game plan stuff. Yeah. I'm, I I was kind of asking what they're going to do in practice this week to get ready. Oh, get sorry. Better. And and I think what you whatever, I don't know what drills you do in for defensive backs but whatever drills where you practice on where your eyes are, and I would, I would run those about half my defensive time with those defensive backs. Whatever drill you have to make sure where their eyes are so they're not getting tricked by movement, by, uh, by jet sweep movement, you know, motions. Uh, they're not uh, getting sucked into the run. On play actions, on uh, RPO, whatever it is that they do to practice that, okay? And I don't, I don't know. I've never been a defensive back, never been close to it, never been, never coached a defensive back a day in my life. Uh, well, intramural girls' flag—that that doesn't count. Did you
0: really just try to pull that out like it was part of your resume?
1: Yeah, that's part of my. <laughs> I I coach I coached the, the mediocre football. girls flag football intramural team. Take you that, all right? I,
0: well, in that case, I, I do have a little bit of experience running a fantasy football team. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: right. And I have the virtual trophies to prove it. Oh, anyway, um, but no, but no. Seriously, I've never, you know. So I don't know. I don't know what the coaches do for that. Um. But whatever they do, they, you know, they need to be doing those. And here's the other thing I would do this week, Clint. This, I, and most people would disagree with this, and Coach Pittman's probably not going to do it. I would go full pads one day. I would break out the Oklahoma drill. I would do every tackling drill we could do. And you may say, well, well we already got injuries. Well. I'd rather have injuries than look like what we've looked on that field the last two weeks, trying yeah. to make tackles. So I'll take some injuries in practice because we tackled, we practice tackling, but if we improve in our tackling this week, I'll take that over the embarrassment. It's going to save us against Mississippi state because those missed tackles and the tackling that we've shown in some of these games has been embarrassing. It's been embarrassing. Almost as yeah. embarrassing as saying that you know something about football because you the intramural girls flag football. <laughs> it's embarrassing. And so I would get out there and I would let them tackle because I really think – you watched Hard Knocks. I did. Dan Campbell, and one of the things he discussed on there that I thought was brilliant was finding the happy medium on how much you tackle – and how much you don't yeah he said look it's proven you get injured more if we don't tackle if we don't get your body used to tackling you end up getting hurt more but we don't want to go too far to where you tackle too much and get people hurt and i think i think a lot of these colleges and a lot of just football teams in general don't don't realize that happy medium where it needs to be. And I think that's why we see, look, Arkansas is not the only team struggling to tackle. No. Lots of them. And so if I was that, that's the two big things I'd be doing for the defense this week.
0: Yeah.
1: For the offense, you got to figure out who your quarterback's going to be. See, and I was going to bring that up. I mean, obviously it's KJ's
0: team, you know. Yeah. You 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 people tweeting and calling in drive time sports think KJ shouldn't be the quarterback. You're stupid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to put it any simpler than that. You're I I've not seen a single quarterback ranking for the SEC that's had KJ Jefferson any worse than fourth or fifth. Yeah. And sometimes he, he's been anywhere from two to three, four or five. But I mean it's he is one of the top. Two or three quarterbacks in this league.
1: But the big question is,
0: is he going to play? Is he? You know, you should know something. We should know something tomorrow um, on Wednesday. But if you're Pittman, would you say anything? No, I'd I try to
1: keep it until right. Saturday.
0: So we probably won't know to about 10 o'clock. It'll start trickling out. Well, a little bit before that, it'll, it'll trickle out Saturday morning.
1: If I'm Pittman, if he can stand up and walk and throw a football, which if it's his head, he can do that. Yeah. I would have him at the beginning of practice, that first 20 minutes that the press is there, and he would be throwing to some receivers. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him. Now, here's the here's the other question, Clint. You ready? Who ends up starting at quarterback Saturday? I think Gabe. Make your prediction.
0: I think Kate will. If 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 the number two guy's out there, I think Kate will take the first nap.
1: You think Fortner, huh?
0: I do. I think I think Fortner. What um when Pittman said he's the number two quarterback, now obviously there's been all kinds of drama. And it was really the first bit of drama you've had with Pittman. Uh, it really was, was you know, with with Malik deleting everything off his off his Instagram, and,
1: yeah, and then coming back, and,
0: and there. You know. Well, I'm sure it hurt his pride. I mean, if you're any kind of competitor at all, it hurts your pride a little bit. Well, but and
1: Clint, you know, but, huh? Go ahead. I just have to say this. I'm a support the coaches. I'm support the hogs guy. Through and through, you know that, right? Right. I'm a positive glass is half full normally. This is the first time I've questioned Sam Pittman, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Because here's why I'm questioning.
0: Well, no, it's fine. And this will be a good argument because I, I'm going to, me and you're going to disagree on this one. So,
1: well, here, here's my questioning for him. You've put out a depth chart all year long. It says Hornsby is your backup. Then you get in a game situation. You bring in a sub for KJ because he gets hurt. Now, if Pittman would have said we brought in Cade Fortner because he's a better passer, or he's a we thought his passing would be better because we needed more passing in that situation and that's why we brought him in. I would have been fine with that. But instead he goes to the press conference and says, "Well, it was decided weeks ago that Fortner was our backup." So now you've been lying, coach. I love you, coach. I wouldn't take I wouldn't trade you for another coach in this country. But you just said you're a liar. You've either been lying to Malik all this time and the media or just the media or somebody. There's somebody you've been not given the honest truth. And it looks like he's been lying to Malik all this time if it was decided weeks ago that it was going to be Fortner.
0: I, I seriously doubt that um, I've only seen one other quarterback situation handle. Uh, I've seen a quarterback situation handle. seen several quarterback situations handle worse. But uh, I doubt this was the first Malik did it. If anything, he probably knew. And, and I'm assuming here, I don't know. No one's checked with me. But this is best case scenario is that he told them and he just didn't want to Call call attention to it, so he just kept putting the same thing out there. No, that could it could be that okay. it it could be that, or it could be you know like you know it was just I don't know it it, it wasn't.
1: Well, it here's was the thing, uncomfortable Clint. Comfortable situation. Here's the thing, and I'm I'm gonna tell you, I, I was listening to Drive Time today. And Rick Schaefer said this, and I tended to agree with him. I would not be shocked to see Malik start this week. I wouldn't either. I would not be surprised to see him be the first one out there. And now we're going to need to pass against them, but I would not be surprised to see Malik be the quarterback that starts. Against Mississippi State, it would not shock me at all. In fact, I'm be honest with you: the more I think about it, the more I kind of expect it to maybe happen. If if KJ can't go, I don't know. Well, I mean,
0: probably nobody will know until um, till game time. Yeah, but on one hand, also I want to applaud Pittman, whether he's been lying or not.
1: Yeah, and once again, look. I'm not trying to I'm just trying to call a Spade a spade, okay, yeah, I mean because you can't you know look, I love Sam Pittman, and i there's no other coach I'd rather have over him. I just think in this situation, his lack of being a head coach is showing up right here, right, and the way hes handled, the way he's handled the way he's handled this. But on the other hand, if
0: if you've got two guards and and one guard is practicing better and outplaying the other guard, who should be in front of who on the depth chart? Well, you see what I'm saying? It, to me is the same thing as quarterback. If, if No, if, I
1: agree if, I agree with you.
0: No, but what I'm saying if it really is what it is, I applaud him.
1: And it, if it, it, and man. I applaud him for doing that, but here's the thing, Clint. That's fine if he does that. But change it on your depth chart. Yeah. It could have been handled a lot better. You it, know, it, and, and, and here's the truth. If it was a guard, no one would care about it. Yeah, but it's, We it's, wouldn't it's, be talking about it on here.
0: No, but at the same...
1: You know How many times has a guard went down and they moved the backup tackle over to guard instead of playing the guy that was second on the depth chart?
0: You know they did that to me at Arkansas. too. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean that <laughs> stuff happens all that stuff happens all the time, right? No, it do, it does, but you gotta get uh, the best players out there. But like, it
0: could have been handled so much better, so yeah. much better. And that's what I'm saying. But and man, I think Pittman's he's, gonna he's, he's learn. He's Well, you have a great point that his inexperience as head coach is his third year as a head coach. That's right. And and how and he he's not last year obviously Malik was the number two. They just they've got the good fortune of having, um, Cade, you know, transfer in that's got some starting experience. But so Travis, did you come up with a player of the week for this week? Um. You want me to go first? You go first. All right. I'll let you think about it because we didn't discuss this beforehand, and we yeah. usually discuss. It. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the easy way out. Keetron Jackson, I think had a, had just a. He showed up, showed out. Um, it's obvious these last few games that that he's that he's he he's what they said he was last year. He's going to be a special special wide receiver. Um. Well, they said that, you know, he was running. And Pittman said he was running number one most of the fall, and then Landers beat him out.
1: Yeah.
0: It was Land, Landers beat him out. Um, but with, I guess Warren Thompson was injured and was out this week. So it kind of created more playing time for Keytron. And I, I don't think Keytron is going to give much of that playing time back. Um,
1: I agree with you.
0: And also, great downfield blocker. That's one thing things Pittman talked about with him. He um because you know, uh, was it the Cincinnati game he busted he got that great block for Trey Knox. Yeah. So great blocking downfield. And uh he he's, he's definitely becoming, you know, I think he he'll probably be your number one wide receiver next year.
1: Yeah, you're probably so. Uh, probably right. Uh he he had a great game. <laughs> And he probably would have been my first, uh, my first pick. But uh, let me look here. Uh, I think. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and give it to him. Maybe it's just because. Uh, maybe it's just because I you know we spent time with him last week oh yeah but i watched a lot of jordan dominic this week when he was out there and i don't know what his stats were he may not have had that great of stats but jordan dominic was did everything a defensive end is supposed to do in that game uh he did he kept contained when he wasn't held uh he um he just did a he I thought he did a good job staying on the defensive line and doing what he was supposed to do in a big game like that and going against one of his former teammates, uh in that Gibbs running back and that guy was good.
0: Yeah, he wa he was every bit he was every bit what Jordan Dominic
1: said he was. Yeah, he was he was solid. Yeah. So I'm gonna give mine maybe it's a homer, uh you know, since we're buddies now, uh but uh you know podcast
0: hey is is a good three quarter year, so you can do you can give it to whoever you want. that's
1: right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But no, so we'll we'll say Jordan Dominic for, for mine.
0: No, that that was good, but I want to tell you, you that are to the edge, then they're like oh I'll give it. I guarantee you if this was a Chad Morris or Brett Belima coach team, I would tell you to panic. Yeah, I really would. I, I, I see Pittman circling the wagons. Yeah, because I guarantee you, he's he's telling them the same thing when we when we broke the losing streak at Mississippi State. He's like, whoever's on the plane is all we need.
1: Yeah,
0: that's 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 what that's all we need. Yeah. That's what I'm telling the guys. If KJ's not on the plane, KJ's going to be there whether he's playing or not. Yeah, but he that's all in need. Whoever they play is who they need. Yeah.
1: Um, and- yeah, you're right, and um, they they just gotta they gotta start believing that. Here's the thing, Clint. There's more talent on this team than we've seen the last two weeks. Oh, for sure. There's more talent. It, we're just the weaknesses are, you know. Well, and look, a and m. There was just some bad bounces. You know, just some bad bounces. I mean, it just it it was just it was just a weird game from start to finish. Yeah, it was just some, you know, and then the Alabama game, you know, we it just we had that third quarter and everything, but really it was just, you know, it was kind of like the Georgia game last year, you know, or whenever it it was. Didn't have much of a chance, you know. But I think I wanna see I wanna see a different attitude against Mississippi State. I wanna see tighten up the the issues that we have, um, because, you know, we got Mississippi state, which is a winnable game. Then we got BYU right after that, which is, you know, I predicted us to lose to, but knowing one about it. What I know about them now, I'm not going to predict us to lose to them, you know, because they're not as quite as good as I thought, you know, as I was hearing at the beginning of the season. So, uh you know, anyway, uh, Clint, before we close up, how about them Kansas Jayhawks?
0: Man, five and zero. Oh, which I got a, we got a guy, a former teammate of mine and Wes's, Wes Ontiveros, his son plays for the Kansas Jayhawks. Five and zero. Oh, they got a college game day, I believe, coming to Lawrence.
1: Yeah, and their coach was a D two. Uh, you know, at a D two school, killing it there, and they moved him up. You know, gets the job at Kansas, and just, I mean, a place where no one thought anyone could ever go there and win. You know, and man, he's just killing it. Uh, our buddy Patrick Netherton had him on his show yesterday. That's awesome. Apparently, he's been friends with him since he was at the D two school, and and so he uh, had him on. So that's a that was a huge gift for. Uh, if you look up the Patrick Netherton show on Facebook, you can watch the recording. No,
0: that that is no, that is very, very, very cool. Um no, and, and a lot of people saying that guy's gonna be that that's who Nebraska's gonna go after. Is they're gonna go after that guy.
1: I wouldn't doubt if he stayed at Kansas for a little while.
0: No, no, he's done he's done wonders there. Well, Kansas is one of them fun jobs. It's kinda like Cutcliffe at Duke. Yeah. Go six and six, seven and five. Eight and four, they're they're tickle pink. They're doing backflips. Just get them to a bowl.
1: Yeah, get them
0: to a the Birmingham bowl, and they're happy.
1: Yeah,
0: they they don't care. Yeah, because you know what happens? You win a national championship in football at Duke or Kansas. They're like, that's really cute, coach. Did yeah. you know basketball season starts in a month?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: I, that was actually I stole a lot. I stole that joke from Jim Rome because he's talking about they won the national championship of basketball in Oklahoma. They'd be like, "That's cute." Spring football starts
1: in a month. Yeah, they wouldn't
0: care.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Clint, what are you watching?
0: Well, I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. You know, as we said last week, that was the last thing.
1: Man, Man. I I started that after y'all talked about it, and man, it just creeps me out. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, episode six.
0: And I don't feel like I'm giving any spoiler alerts because because le- he eats people, um, he murders and you know he he was what he was. But it's just like the sweetest guy. It's just the sweetest guy, and you're like, okay, maybe maybe I don't know everything. Maybe he liked this one, so he let him go. It, it's like maybe, and it's just and you just at the end of the episode, you're just like, yeah. You just want to go, you just want to curl up under a blanket and sip a tea and have a good cry. Yeah, that's right. yeah. You know, it just, yeah.
1: it's it was it's, just a little too freaky for me. I didn't, yeah, I, it's, I don't know if I'll go back and finish it or not. I think
0: that, that was part of the basic white person in me was that I have to watch a Netflix murder
1: documentary. Like, I love murder documentaries, but. When it's stuff like that, man, that just oh my gosh, well, so freaky, yeah, so freaky. well, I, but, I've really well, I hadn't watched anything new lately, so I've kind of gone back and just watched. But I, I've been I've been on a guy's grocery games. Kid,
0: guys, grocery games.
1: man, it's such a good show. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, you know the premise of it? No, I I don't. You go ahead and just break okay. it down. Well, it's, well, it's Guy Fieri, you know, and he's he's in a he's got a grocery store, and so he gets usually four chefs, and then sometimes I really like the ones where he gets his chef friends. Okay, so he gets like, you know, some famous chefs in there. But he'll also bring in people from his triple D, you know, the dot ins driver and dives or whatever, you know, he'll bring in some of those shifts or just other shifts at, at different times. But they can, uh, he has different games they do and they can go shopping in the, in the aisles. Like sometimes he'll just give them certain aisles they can go down or, yeah. or he'll give them like a list, like say how to make a pecan pie but they got to flip this dish so that you can use those items, but they can't make a pecan pie. They have to make like a, like a fancy dinner out of it, out of, <laughs> you know, and, but they got to use those things, certain things in it. Whatever. Right. Like he'll have times where he'll bring in people that are real good at using spice. And so he'll, you know, like they got to do real spicy dishes every time, stuff yeah. like that. It's really cool, man. Cause it's, 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 I guess what's cool about it is he has fun doing it and then like all those chefs you can tell like they're all really good friends so they're even like he has three judges every time and you can tell they're having a good time watching everything and then the times when he has those chefs actually get out there and compete you know you can tell he's real. they're really having a good time then anyway and then there's always some cool stories, you know, at the end of it, they get to, um they get, give, he gives them like a scavenger hunt type list and they go around and for every item they find, they win so many thousand dollars up to 20,000 and then some of them do it, you know, like when the chefs do it, they do it for charity and, and raise money for the different charities or whatever. So anyway, it's a fun, it's a fun show. If you hadn't watched it, which yeah. I'm a food network junkie, man. I watch
0: Oh, I've definitely been I've been, you know, I'm still watching Hell's Kitchen.
1: Like yeah, I, I before I got on here, I was watching one where uh they take a home chef. It's a new one that just started with Eddie Jackson hosting it. You remember him? Oh yeah. Played for the Hogs, played for yeah. Carolina. Okay. Cornerback. Uh anyway, he hosted uh And what they do is they bring a home chef in thinking that they're auditioning for a cooking, like a, like a training home chef show. Well, when they get there, they're competing against a real chef. So like the first one is Alex Borticelli or whatever her name is, one iron chef. And so he's competing against her. Well, then Eddie goes out into the street and recruits six people. To come in to be the taste testers. And if the home chef gets one vote, they win $5,000. Oh, that's pretty. But I'm not going to lie to you. When you said you remember Eddie Jackson,
0: my mind immediately went to Randy Jackson. I can't think who that is. I know, yeah, I know who Randy Jackson is. Yeah,
1: no, I've got a samurai sword
0: signed by Randy Jackson.
1: No, Eddie Jackson. So now I did,
0: and I know our time's about up, but I was going to tell you. So we made something this weekend. I've been like, I get on YouTube and I start watching barbecue stuff. Yeah. Like okay, something I want to try. So, Anna actually made it this weekend. But I'm going to you, tell me if this sounds good. You take a manicotti, then
1: mm-hmm.
0: you take like sausage and cheese and you stuff the manicotti. Then you wrap it in bacon and then you throw it in the smoker. I think about 300 for two hours and just the bacon, like it, it seeps and it cooks the manicotti.
1: Just the fat from the bacon? Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh, they're called shotgun shells. We made them this weekend, and they are phenomenal,
1: dude. You know how hungry I am now that you said that.
0: I no, I haven't ate supper yet, so I'm I'm waiting oh on this. Oh
1: my goodness, that sounds so good.
0: Yeah, well, because we did that, and I know I talked about. I believe I talked about the ribs that I cooked with Hoglord on um, yeah. here, but so yeah, we we, we did that. So I was like, I go on fire with the smoker. I need to do it for more than just shotgun shells. Yeah but the, oh man they were they, they 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 turned out good. It was it was a good experiment.
1: Well folks, thank y'all so much for listening. Uh hopefully you enjoyed it the podcast this week in the mullet room. In the mullet room. This is the front party in the back. Uh like and share. Share and like. Share and like. Don't forget our boys at Bob Robert Brasklin Hometown Roofing. If you need a roof, look them up. They're great. If um
0: Anywhere in Arkansas, he can take care of you.
1: Always got to say thank you to our buddy Mike Floyd, uh, all the other listeners out there, watchers, whatever. We thank you all so much. Uh, I know we talked a long time ago about T-shirts. Hopefully we've got an order in. So those of you all that gave us sizes, we've uh, we got those sizes. But other, we got some extras. So if you want one, holler. We'll let you know how much those will be and all that good stuff. And um, anyway, Clint, you got anything else? No. That's it from the Thunderdome. Bye, everybody. Y'all have an awesome week. Go, Hogs. Beat those Bulldogs in Mississippi State. Make the Pirates say, "Ah, oh, yes. I hate you, Jerry the Bulldog. You stole me booty.
0: Sweat. What? Feel I when I work,
1: my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no warning till I hurt Crying your kingdom come Listen I
0: wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray
1: Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change